Hi, I'm Craig. And I'm Linda. And this is the Indie Travel Podcast at IndieTravelPodcast.com. This week it's episode 269, and we're talking about packing tips for couples. That's right. Uh, We will be talking about how we pack lighter and uh, have learnt to not pack so badly with a whole lot of practical tips. Uh, Works really well for solo travel as well, but we'll be looking especially at some of the ways that you can kind of share the load and and help each other out for couples. Yeah, we certainly did not start off well. We have learned a lot, (laughs) a lot in this particular realm. And uh, I think what we have learned can be of use to everybody. Yeah, I think we've learned about 10 kilograms each in terms of lighter bags. No, at least because when we first started, we had the full, I think it was 23 kilos um, checked baggage and then about 12 kilos carry on, the full complement. And now I think we've got about 12 kilos in total each. Yeah, but don't tell Ryanair. They think we've got 10. <laughs> oh, the problem with Ryanair isn't about the weight. I mean, we can just re- redistribute the weight. The problem is the, the size. Mm. Because your bag is just a little bit too fat. Too fat, yeah. Oh, but on a recent flight, it was a bit scary because we were um, waiting in line to get on the flight and they had a, a gate check. So they had the little wire frame and uh, some of the... Um, attendants checking the tickets were directing oh, about half of the passengers to another attendant at the wireframe and, and you had to put your bag in and Craig was one of those passengers directed over there and we thought oh no here it is this is the time where Craig will have to either unpack his bag completely and repack it or check it in and pay the 50 euros or 50 pounds gate check fee but we got over there and he started to take off his bag and the attendant just said, oh, no, it's no problem. No, no don't worry about it. <laughs> yeah, it was quite nice. I'm sure it'll, it'll all fit in. It's just the shape of the bag. It'll just mean I'm just crushing stuff to get it all down there. So If you take out your jacket, that makes a big difference. Yeah, well, flying into Austria, I was definitely taking off my jacket. Uh, this week we've had another one of these uh, Austrian weeks where we've been sitting inside, being thankful we're not out in the sub-zero temperatures and uh, just working away. Yeah, one thing that Austria does very well is heating. And another <laughs> thing is wine. So we have been sampling Austrian wine, although we also had quite a lot of Chilean wine this Yeah, week. yeah, some on, on special at the supermarket and just couldn't pass it up. It's delicious. <laughs> and we had a lot of strudel. You know, can't pass mm. up strudel. <laughs> no, definitely not. So yeah, this Austria time is all uh, in preparation for heading to Germany in over summer, June, July, August, September. And we're trying to get our Germans sorted out. And It's, it's a long, it's, slow road. It's going slowly, yeah. I think I need to spend less time behind the computer and more time behind the flashcards. Yeah, I think, I think we also need Tanya as well. We had a wonderful yeah. German teacher when we were in Jerez. She's still there, but we, alas, are no longer there. <laughs> yeah, but um, yeah, by doing this thing where you keep changing accents, because Austria is... You go a couple of hundred metres and people pronounce vowel sounds differently. Um yeah, I thought I just... could pronounce the word Zweigelt, which is a very important word here in Austria, which is a very popular type <laughs> of wine. But we were out at the brewery the other night, and the, the waitress didn't, just didn't seem to understand me. No. Zweigelt. No. no. I she must be saying it wrong. Zweigelt. But this sounds like Zwiebel, which is <laughs> onion. <laughs> I really yeah. didn't want half an onion. <laughs> don't, don't, don't want an a glass of, of an onion. onion. <laughs> <laughs> I knocked a little Zwiebel. <laughs> One eighth of an onion. <laughs> no, 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 no. Well, just in case you get something you're not expecting, then you really need travel insurance. I mean, if you get served an eighth of an onion, it's not really going to do that much damage. If you're allergic. Yeah, wow, you might be in trouble. Um, You know, we've always said if you can afford to travel, you can afford travel insurance. It's absolutely essential if you're uh, heading out the door. 
Yeah, so if you're looking at getting travel insurance soon, make sure you check out indietravelpodcast.com slash insurance. There's some podcasts there, some things to look out for, and you can do a quick quote from our partners. Uh, we use them to get our travel insurance. In fact, we just renewed the other day because yeah. we had got a one-year contract um, with a travel insurance company from back home because it was a little bit cheaper and had a bit more cover than the World Nomads, what World Nomads offered. But we couldn't renew it online. We, we could only do the one year and that was it. So World Nomads picks up the slack. Uh, we're away for another eight or nine months. So we could um, just get eight months worth starting from the day we booked it, or maybe the day after, I'm not entirely sure. We booked online, paid online, and now we've got travel insurance for the rest of our, for, for the rest of our trip. Yeah, the thing was, when you uh, say we booked it on day one, we were covered for new emergencies on day one, two, and three, mm-hmm. but we weren't covered for any non-emergency stuff. Yeah. So I think that's just uh, not quite a cooling off period, but just a... Oh no, I'm sick and have to go to the doctor. I'll yeah. buy travel insurance and then go this afternoon. Which is quite reasonable. Um, I think. <laughs> yeah. So, um, you know, if we got, I don't know, taken out by a car and sent to hospital that afternoon, we'd be fine because mm-hmm. that's something quite unexpected. Um, but any kind of standard medical problems wouldn't have been covered. Which is but, quite fair. Uh, yeah, I mean, you can get a quote from them at indietravelpodcast.com/insurance. Um, their insurance policies change depending on what country you're from, so we can't really. You know, yeah, whatever you do, you make know, sure you read, read read the small print of um, with any insurance package. But if you do book through that link, we get a commission and it helps us stay traveling. Yeah, so please do that. Which is <laughs> awesome. Um, well, shall we uh, spin around and start focusing on packing trips for couples instead of waffling on about... Packing trips. Packing trips, yes. Always take your trip with you when you go... <laughs> Packing tips for couples. I have to point out we have not been sampling any Austrian wine yet, but as soon as this mic gets on, I, I think we might have to. I think we should have probably poured a glass of that today wine before we started this. <laughs> Excuse me just for a minute. <laughs> so the first tip is one that we can't ram down your throats hard enough, is to pack light. Now this is true for anybody, whether you're a couple, if you're traveling alone, if you're traveling in a huge group, it doesn't matter. Pack light. Uh, get down to one bag per person and carry on size if at all possible and stick to it as well as saving you money and backache this also means that it's possible for one person to carry all the luggage that was necessary so if you're traveling in a couple if one person hurts their back then the other person can carry both bags which is quite nice and Craig does that for me all the time don't you darling yes no he doesn't that was I a joke I think that <laughs> means you want me to do it for you tomorrow <laughs> <laughs> No, what we quite often do is we have one bag each and then we have one extra bag that has, I don't know, like food or bits and pieces and, you know, just the stuff that you pick up along the way and that gets uh, given from one person to the other. Yeah, it's quite handy to have that day bag. And what I've got is um, like one of these little fold down ones that are made of, well, we used to have one made of parachute silk, um, but that one died. This one's made of some kind of synthetic material, isn't it? Yeah, but it is dying as well, unfortunately. It got yeah. a rip in it while we were hiking in uh, in Argentina. And I just noticed today that the bottom of it has a lot of little tears. Yeah. And I don't think they're going to tear more, but it must have got caught on something. I don't know. No, I think it's just wear as it gets moved around yeah. and, you know, we use it pretty hard (laughs) Uh, but it's quite nice because you can pack it all away and it disappears and it weighs next to nothing or you know if you've got an extra half bottle of coke and some cheese left over in the hostel fridge you can just chuck it all in there and bring it with you without any hassles or if you're packing a picnic for the train for example yeah it's a really good option yeah um but yeah i mean coming back to to 
the pack light idea, the, the one bag rule really wins. I mean, we've just told you how we cheat on it. But uh, having one bag that you can carry, and if you have to, you can carry both of them, can be a huge, huge advantage. Uh, if the bus breaks down in the middle of nowhere, or the taxi or the hire car, um, if you need to get from place to place. And the classic example of this is in Venice. Oh, yeah. Even if you're just doing a trip where you go from hotel door to taxi to airport, as soon as you hit Venice, you're walking. Yeah, um, you are walking. You are walking. And uh, you'll be walking over bridges, over cobbled streets, around tiny little alleyways that are thronged with other tourists. Then you'll definitely be walking. There's no questions asked. And it's probably best to have a backpack rather than a wheelie suitcase because, you know, wheeling along and the bump, bump, bump of the cobblestones and then having to pick <laughs> it up and going over the bridges, it can be a bit of a hassle. However, if you do prefer a wheelie suitcase, that's fine. If you know that you're mostly going to be going from hotel to airport to hotel, that's a good option. But make sure to keep it under 12 kilos and keep it carry-on size because then you can pick it up if you need to, even if it's just for a short distance. Some people swear by the hybrid suitcases. So you've got a wheelie suitcase with a backpack harness attached. And I think that's a really good option. If you can find a good one, then go for it. The main problem with this kind of suitcase is that they can be very heavy. I mean, if the whole apparatus weighs two kilos, that's a sixth of your allowance straight there. So consider it. If it's, if it's going to suit your travel style, go for it. Personally, we like backpacks. Yeah, and I think you should always be able to carry your own bag and your partner's if you need to. That's just important for safety. Um, but if you have an injury or a disability that makes carrying your bag difficult, then that's something that you're going to be talking with your partner about before you set off. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I think that's really important. One of the biggest things about traveling together is communication. So if you know that you're going to need to carry more things than you can carry and you want your partner to carry some of those things, talk about it before you leave. <laughs> Don't just uh, start tripping, oh, by the way, here are five kilos of things that I want you to put in your bag. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Um, and, you know, perhaps you prefer a backpack and your partner prefers a wheelie suitcase or perhaps your partner prefers to have one backpack with everything in it you know you can get both of them both of you down to this carry-on size and then just a supplementary bag yeah you can, um, if you're you know, an injury you can carry a really light bag with yeah. just bits and pieces in it that's right and uh you know you just make it work just like you do all the time every week um well we just talked about putting things in each other's bags and sharing items is a really easy way to begin to cut down on what you're carrying, cut down on the weight, and cut down on the waist. Yeah, so before you travel, think about what items you could share um, so that you're not carrying the same stuff. It doesn't make any sense to have two bottles of shampoo. There might be some compromise needed here because if you have your favorite brand of shampoo and your partner has his favorite brand of shampoo, you might need to find a third brand of shampoo that's your travel brand, <laughs> or one of you might have to just, you know, Give up. take one for the team <laughs> <laughs> and, and change. In our case, well, Craig has dandruff, so there you know. We've decided to go with head and shoulders. Now, I don't have dandruff because my hair is wonderful. <laughs> <laughs> but I don't care. I mean, it doesn't make any difference. And I, neither of us really need conditioner. So we've got a two-in-one anti-dandruff shampoo. And uh, what we do is we buy a big bottle of it, and we use that for a while. And when we can, we uh, decant some of it into a 100ml bottle and just use that. When that runs out, then we go out and buy a new big bottle. If we're going to be going on a flight, well, we just take as much as we can in the small bottles and get rid of the big one. Yeah. 
Um, and the same thing goes, well, you've got shampoo, get rid of the conditioner, you don't need you that. You don't need it. Uh, use a, a soap instead of a body wash, that'll mm. save you on weight immediately. Um, get uh, shaving, um, either don't shave, <laughs> you can handle that, or get a, uh, a shaving gel instead of a shaving foam. You mm -hmm. get rid of the aerosol can and you can repack a gel in uh, smaller containers, do the same thing that you do with the shampoo. Or even shaving oil is okay. Yeah, I, I used to use shaving oil a lot and it was great, but I found that uh, you needed a really sharp razor blade to go mm. with it. So the cost of uh, chewing through um, renewal, what's it called? Um, the cartridges. Cartridges, yeah, uh, for the razor blade was too much, so I've moved okay. back to a, a gel again. Um, and I don't think you'll be able to get a straight, a straight blade razor onto the plane. No, no, they don't <laughs> seem to mind about those safety razors. But <laughs> um, yeah, what else? Uh, first aid uh, kit. First well. aid, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, I think a first aid kit is something that's really important. You need to have a good one, but you don't need to have two really good ones. When we were at our yoga retreat recently, we got the reputation of being the ones with everything because we had a, a sewing kit and we had band-aids and just all the stuff we usually keep in our first aid kit. And it's well stocked, but it doesn't have that much in it really. But uh, yeah, with having two people, you can have one box of ibuprofen. Mm. You don't need to have one box of ibuprofen each. Yeah, very well said. Um, obviously, clothing is hard to share, but uh, things like a pair of unisex gloves or scarf can, you know, be shared around a little bit. Yeah, although the problem is that if one of you needs it, both the other one's probably going to need it too. But yeah, I suppose if you talk about what you can share, think about it, maybe lay all of your items out on the bed and look at what could be combined into one thing. Mm. Um, I mean, do you, do you need two combs or two hairbrushes? Maybe you just need one. Uh, yeah. there's lots of things that you could you could downsize yeah we tried getting away with having one kindle and one paperback for a while but linda kept on accumulating paperbacks back <laughs> to the the back breaking bag weight that she used to have when she carried around 13 to 14 books at any given time it only times. happened once and we were on our no, way no we only counted them once <laughs> so we've ended up having to go uh, go with two Kindles. That was something we found we couldn't survive with with just one. Mm -hmm. And it'll be the same for you. It depends on your habits and you know just what you use. But if you find you're not using something for a month or more, and your partner's got one you can nick every now and again, then it's maybe time to think about jettisoning it. Yeah, that's a very good point. The next point is share the load, but don't share too much. So how you decide to divide your stuff will vary from couple to couple. Uh, we found the easiest way is to only split shared items. So I've got my bag, which has all of my stuff in it. Craig has his bag, which has got all of his stuff in it. And then I've got the first aid kit and the toiletries. He's got the electronics. We divide it up like that. Um, it's, it's up to you though. You might find that one, it might be better for you to have one person carrying the non-essential items and one person carrying the day-to-day -day items. So when you arrive, you only have to unpack one bag. Mm. But again, it's all about communication. Talk together and decide what you want to do. One thing we used to do was like one of us would carry the clean clothes and the other one of us would carry the dirty clothes. But as our bags got smaller and smaller, the amount of space and the amount of clothing got more and more precise, mm. you know? So the uh, that, that worked fine when we were carrying around like 60-liter backpacks, but now we've got... 30, 35 litre backpacks, it 
doesn't work out so well anymore. No. And so, you know, just a, a plastic bag that you pick up from the supermarket becomes the washing bag for the week mm -hmm. until it dissolves and then you grab another one. Yep. One way to decide who's going to carry what is to pack together. So like I said before, take all of your stuff, put it out on the bed and make three piles. One for your stuff, one for your partner's stuff and one for shared items. Then pack your bag with your own stuff and look at how much space remains. Now, one of you might have more stuff than the other. This happens. And you might need to have a, a word about this. <laughs> maybe one person needs to let go of a few things. Or maybe those things are essential. I don't know. Uh, and then look at what space remains in the bag and divide up your your shared items accordingly. Yeah. And then check for weight because yeah. there's stuff that doesn't take up much space but it has a lot of mass and I'm thinking the hard drives mm. uh, in my bag, they're probably the, the heaviest kind of, that you know, the computer and hard drives are the heaviest items but they don't take up much space. So I've got to kind of pad my bag a little bit with some of the bigger, bulkier, but lighter stuff. Mm -hmm. And another thing is the pockets that your bag has. In our case, I've got two side pockets, and putting the first aid kit in one of the side pockets makes a lot of sense. Mm. If we put the first aid kit in Craig's bag, it would get buried immediately. Yeah, and if, he just you, has these deep pockets. if you need the first aid kit, you need it now. Yes. And so you want it always just one zip away. You don't want to be burrowing down into your bag to find it. Exactly. So, again, it's all about communication. It's all about talking together and finding your own way. But I think the best way to uh, pack as a couple is to pack together, talk about it, and share the load. Yeah, if you're listening to this as a couple who already travels, um, I'd love to hear what you do. How do you divide up your bag? How do you kind of share stuff out? Yeah, what do you share um, and what don't you share? Yeah, how do you, how do you divide that all up? Um, so come to theindietravelpodcast.com and leave your comments there. We'd love to see them. Um, and we've also got a link on this page, uh, Packing Trips for Couples, um, all about our book, uh, The Art of Couples Travel, which we wrote, uh, wow, about two years ago now. Mm -hmm. And uh, all the information in there is still well up to date. Um, and it talks about things like packing together, planning together, and uh, life on the road together. Yeah, we also talked about safety, relationships, romance, that kind of thing. It's good. It's a nice book. <laughs> Nice. It's lovely. <laughs> Smooth. Um, well, thinking about comments, the uh, the forums at IndieTravelPodcast.com slash forums are uh, having new lease of life. We are working our butts off to uh, keep the spam off there. We've now got people in three time zones checking awesome. that around the clock, uh, which isn't a, a cheap enterprise, but it's just insane the amount of robots that try and write stuff on forums. Um, but the space is for you, not for the robots. So come by IndieTravelPodcast.com. And now on the homepage down the bottom, we've got the uh, the most recent forum posts. And there's been a lot of talk going on in the last week or so. So come on by, um, answer some people's questions, ask some of your own. It's a really nice space. And uh, yeah, we're looking forward to seeing you there. Yeah, for sure. So yeah, don't, don't forget to visit IndieTravelPodcast.com slash forums. You can get your free community account and join in the conversation. Also, don't forget that you can help the Indie Travel Podcast stay traveling by booking through us. So visit IndieTravelPodcast.com slash flights slash hostels and slash insurance when you're booking your travel online. We get a commission when you, when you do that, so we really appreciate it. 
And we've got the Art of Couples Travel, our new guidebooks for Buenos Aires and Las Vegas, um, the Art of Solo Travel and Woman on the Road for Sale as well. All of these books at guides.indietravelpodcast.com. Uh, for some non-monetary ways of helping us out, tell your friends about Indie Travel Podcast, invite them to our Facebook page at facebook.com slash indietravel, or leave a five-star review for us on iTunes. Well, I think that's us for this week. Hey, hey. Oh, you look so worried. You, you look so scared. Yeah, I was going to steal your line. I don't know if I'd be able to deal with it. <laughs> Go on then. Well, that's us. I don't know if I can say it now. What a jit. Go on. Three. Until next week, travel well. <laughs> <coughs>